over the over time as to sort of just the direction that God gave us and and um, it's very scriptural is the main thing and so Matthew chapter nine let's go to verse thirty five let's go to verse thirty five Matthew nine thirty five and we'll read through the end of the chapter there. Matthew 9.35 says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest... Truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And I want to talk this evening about having a family that's willing not only to pray that, but to be the answer uh, to that prayer. Let's pray tonight. Lord, I pray that uh, you'd help us now just uh, to, for your word to resonate in our hearts, that your heartbeat would become ours. And Lord, that uh, you would increase our, our vision for why we're here and, and what we can do while, while we're here, what our main uh, role is uh, as, as Christians and how we can um, really dedicate our family to that which is important to you. And uh, Lord, I ask you to help me now as I communicate these things. And I pray this uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we see here that Jesus, uh, he saw some things, and then he had something to say according to what he saw. And the Bible says that our eye affects our heart, or so it should be. Our eye affects our heart. And when Jesus looked and saw people, something happened in his heart. And I believe that if we are to follow Jesus and if we are to become Christ-like, then what affects his heart will more and more characterize our hearts as well. What moves your heart? What moves your heart? And, you know, the Bible says... Now then, ye are ambassadors. And, you know, the whole thing of God having prepared a place that is better than what we're in now, that's obvious in Scripture. And if it is upon belief that we have that taken care of, that, that inheritance now is incorruptible, undefiled, reserved for us upon belief that's what the Bible teaches, then why is it that we got to stick around here after we believe? If that's a done deal, you know, why can't we just go now uh, to that which is uh, prepared for us? Well, the Bible tells us, now then you are ambassadors. And so there's a, there's a reason for you still being here uh, as, as a Christian. And... Uh, and, and, and that reason has to do with the heart of, of Jesus. And so if you look this here at this passage, I'd like to challenge you 
in your realm of influence, especially if you have children, I'm going to put it in terms of children, but of course, you know, there's application here for, for, for all of us. But I put it this way, lead your children to see people as Jesus sees them. As a pastor, I don't want to lead the people of our church to see others as Jesus sees them. If you're uh, working in children's church, lead those kids to see Jesus as, uh, to see people as Jesus sees them. Um, whatever your realm of influence, if you have influence on somebody's thinking and uh, you want to, you want to uh, get them to think more about the Word of God and who Jesus is, then, then seek by God's grace to lead those that you have influence over to see people as Jesus sees them, to see them as Jesus sees them. And uh, it says here that in verse number 30, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. And so it's important that young people grow up knowing that people were important to Jesus. That's the reason why he came down here and dwelt among us. He dwelt among people. And as he looked at people, he knew the fullness of what their need was. And that moved him. That moved him with compassion because he understood their, their, their lost and misguided and oftentimes blind condition. And uh, he understood the implications of that. And so in our homes, we need to learn to see people the way that Jesus sees them and to, um, to guide our, our, our children, to guide young people and to give them a, a, a vision for who people are, what they were to Jesus, why Jesus came, and what we're supposed to be thinking in relation to, to, to people. And uh, that is something that has to be fostered. That's something that has to be pointed out in Jesus. Look, we, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Remember we talked about just having a, a purpose statement for your home. And Jesus said, follow me and I will what? Make you fishers of people, of men, right? Of people. And, uh, and look, here's the thing. It's in God's word. It's as clear as anything. This is not, you know, this is not uh, debatable doctrine. If we're truly following Jesus, the Bible says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If we're following Jesus, we're going to become fishers of men. Because that's what he's going to lead us into, <laughs> And part of that is learning to see people as, as Jesus sees people. And I know, humanly speaking, sometimes I look at people, and in my humanity, I'm disgusted. Or I'm discouraged. Or I'm overwhelmed. I'm many things if I'm just looking at them through my eyes. But if I'm thinking of how Jesus looks at them, and I'm getting the eyes of Jesus looking at that, then, then that'll affect my heart in a different way. That'll move me, the Bible says, to compassion for people. Uh, to say, you know, um, to, to, to then secondly, leading um, us to treat people as Jesus treats them. And, and lead your children to treat people as Jesus treated them. So it says here, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they fainted. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said unto his disciples, the, the, the harvest truly is, 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 is plenteous. Um, uh, uh, but the labors are few. But if you go back to verse 35, it says here, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, 
teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now you say, well, I can't do that. I can't heal every sickness and every disease. Well, you have the, you have the answer that will bring full healing to a person forever. And that is the gospel. You have that which will um, meet every person's need ultimately. It says they preached, he preached the gospel of the kingdom, and he healed, and he uh, 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 every sickness and every disease among what people. And so we need to lead our children to treat people as Jesus treats them. We see them as Jesus sees them. And we treat them as Jesus treated them. How did Jesus treat people? Well, if you study the life of Jesus, he took an interest in people. He took an interest in it. A lot of times he took an interest in people that others wouldn't have a whole lot of time for. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, how do we see people? Do we see people as just being just something that everybody sees and they're around us, and they're just a byproduct of us being on this earth? Or do we see them as eternal souls? Do we see them as people with needs? Do we see them as people that we should um, have compassion upon? Do we see them as people that God could have a plan for us as a family, you know, to be a part of in, in, in reaching them? Um, so lead your children to treat people as Jesus treats them. And thirdly, lead your children to know people's greatest need. People's greatest need is to, uh, to, to, to have the gospel. And, uh, you know, kids, they need to be, they need to see that modeled. They need to see from us, you know, that we want to give somebody, you know, a, uh, uh, something that has the word of God in it and, and, uh, and, and the, the answer to eternal life. That when we talk to somebody, we're not just concerned about, um, you know, the, the weather uh, sports and who's going to be the next president that we're we're concerned about with that person do they know the lord or not i love it you know and i hear so many times testimonies here when we're giving testimonies or in my sunday school class or just talking to different uh, people in our church um, and some of you who uh there, there's there's several men in particular that i'm thinking of you know that have that have businesses and that are even like self-employed in our church and i whenever i talk to them they always tell me about people that they have contact with and how they want to share the Lord with them. And that is so encouraging. That is so encouraging. And then um, to think, okay, you know, in their families, to have, to have a dad, to have a mom, to have an older brother, older sister, you know, that they can, you know, to look at and say, that's important to them. You know, my dad, my mom, others had influence over me. You know, when they talk to people, they're thinking not just, uh, let's just, you know, uh, have a nice little conversation here, have some laughs. They're thinking about, hmm, what is, who is this person to Jesus? And what is their relationship to Jesus? And do they know Jesus yet, right? Um, and seeing people as Jesus sees them, treating people like Jesus treats them, and then knowing people's greatest need. Young people need to understand that because probably... They're not just one day all of a sudden going to become aware of that. Like, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're 18 years old, and it's like all of a sudden they just have this burden for people and for sharing the gospel. That's going to be something that's have to, going to have to be emphasized along the way. It's going to have to be something that they see important in the people that care about them and that they're watching, right? Um, and so fourthly, 
Lead your children, and this is, a, this is where it really comes into this, what Jesus is saying here. Lead your children to follow the Lord of the harvest. Lead your children to follow the Lord of the harvest. Um, for them to have their own walk with the Lord. You know who the Lord of the harvest is? He's Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Lord of the harvest. And as they follow the Lord of the harvest, where is the Lord going to lead them? The Lord is going to lead them into the harvest, to be a part of the harvest. And, uh, and so when it says here, um, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. You know, we need, to be, we need to be willing ourselves first to be an answer to that prayer. And we need to be not only willing, but to be excited about the possibility of our children, our young people, being an answer to that prayer. To be excited about that. And, uh, you know, and, and we, 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 want, we want our boys, obviously, and to continue to do so, just to, to have a walk with the Lord. And that's the main thing. Have a walk with the Lord. Walk with the Lord of the harvest. And then the Lord of the harvest can put them wherever he wants to put them. Now, look, do I, you know, do I want all of my grandchildren around here? You know, that would be great, but they're not all going to be around here. You know, they're going to be wherever God puts their parents, right? And, uh, hey, look, as long as my, my boys are walking with the Lord and, and they, they are where the Lord of the harvest has put them and they're representing the Lord of the harvest wherever that is, then that's mission accomplished. Excited about that. That's great. At one time I was thinking if he, if he put one of, you know, one of my boys on each one of the continents. How many continents are there? Okay. They might, they might be able to hit them all, right? Um, and uh, I don't know, that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, if, if God wanted to do that, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. It, look, some of them look like they're going to stay here in Maine. If this is where God wants them, praise the Lord. I'm really happy about that. I'm happy my grandson is here today, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I hope he continues to be a churchgoer for, for the next few years and way beyond. Um, I know he will be. But, uh, so, um, but, you know, that's not all about me and my little package and the American dream and having them, you know, my family all clustered around me. That's a wonderful thing. I love getting together with my family. I love having them around. I love having them close by. But it's for the Lord of the harvest to put young people wherever he wants to have them in the harvest as they walk with him. And we need to trust the Lord in that. And, you know, if we're going to have a missions conference, but yet we're kind of thinking, man, I sure do hope God doesn't lay the burden on my child to go to Timbuktu. That would be terrible. That would be wonderful. There actually is a place called Timbuktu, I think, uh, as well. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, so like, uh, wherever the Lord wants to lead our young people, if they're walking with God and the Lord of the harvest has taken them there, isn't that what it's all about? Right? And, uh, and so as a family, um, just trust the Lord of the harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest and say, look, follow the Lord of the harvest because he has a wonderful plan for your life. 
And, uh, you know, we have a couple of young people that, that are in a Bible college right now. Why do I get excited about that? Because I know they're going to be challenged in these places to, you know, to continue to walk with the Lord of the harvest. And uh, if young people are led in a different path, not all of my boys went to college. Some did, some didn't. But if they're walking with the Lord, wherever God wants to put them. I've already, given, I've already told you my great admiration for men and women in our church that where God has put them right now, whatever occupation he's given them, they're working the harvest. They're in places, they're meeting people that, that, that I won't be able to meet. You know, as, 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 um, as a part of their business, they're going to have contact with people and even get into people's homes at times and sit down and talk to people when they're thinking, okay, yeah, I mean, we're talking, you know, the numbers of the deal here and the work that's going to be done. But what I'm really interested in, above all of that, is their soul and their relationship with the Lord of the harvest and how we, how we can work that harvest field uh, through that. And so if my, if, you know, if my sons, other young people that I'm interested in, the young people of our church, wherever God puts them, and uh, you know, that's the Lord of the harvest. He'll lead them into all, all kinds of different scenarios. And, and so that's exciting uh, to me. Um, all the possibilities are endless. All right? So how does this work, practically speaking? Well, these things may seem so simple, and, but you know, uh, sometimes they're, they're, they're not as much of a given as you might think. As a family... Be involved in your church. Be committed to the local church. You say, well, yeah, of course, you're a pastor, so you're going to say that. Look, it has nothing to do with it, except for it's my job to challenge you in these things, but the local church is Jesus' program for the gospel during the church age. And it's the most important thing going on in your community. It is. Now, if we're going to be involved in other things going on in the community, we should be through our local church, then God will distribute our influence because we're here to, to be challenged, to be equipped, and then we go you know, into, into uh, wherever God has us. And any other program we're involved in, we're always looking at that as, okay, now as, I, as, I'm, as I've been equipped through my local church and my walk with the Lord, my personal walk with the Lord, um, now you know, I'm just going to be alert to what he's doing. I'm going to look for divine appointments. I'm going to see his hand at work. I'm going to be, be involved in that however, uh, however he wants to use me. Okay? So just be committed. And if you're listening online, if you're here today, you know, I know I'm preaching to people that are already here and involved. But, um, hey, look, you know, somewhere on the line, something might try to throw you off your, your stride with that. And uh, so be committed to be involved in your church and Jesus' program for the gospel. That will really help with your, with your family uh, in this focus of following the Lord of the harvest. Secondly, as a family... Emphasize giving to the gospel cause. Emphasize that. Uh, sometimes I've, I've shown in the past a little, just a little uh, scenario with some numbers, you know, like uh, what some adults might give and then what some kids might give. And how, you know, what a kid gives, you know, even if it's a couple of dollars a week, how that, that adds up. Um, you know, if a kid gives $3 a week in our, in our church, they can support a missionary for a month. They can support a missionary for a month. So like a, just a kid, you know, not just a kid, but a kid that's giving, you know, three bucks a week for the year supports a missionary in our, in our church for, for a month. That's pretty cool. We've got a bunch of kids around here. And I'm saying, like, just, just guide them in that. You know, just say, hey, you know, this is a wonderful thing that we can be a part of. And, uh, and, 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 and we, you know, we've always been involved in churches that gave to missions. And so as a family... We try to get on board of that, right? 
Say, hey, you know, did you hear what was, what, was, what was spoken on? We can be a part of that. Let's talk about as a family how we can, you know, how we can, we can come up with a plan uh, to give to the gospel cause. And then, uh, thirdly, as a family, go out in the harvest field as much as you can. And, you know, we've done, we haven't always done, probably done everything we could, but we've, we've, been, we've had the privilege of being a part of, the, of churches that have a burden for their, for, their uh, um, for reaching the harvest field where they are. And uh, so as a family, we've been involved in different things to, uh, to the ministries of the church, to reach, to reach people for the Lord Jesus, whatever programs those are. And then also, God gave me a burden to have each one of the boys, I know I've shared this before, but to have each one of the, 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 the boys to go on a foreign missions trip one time before they left home. And then that kind of evolved into uh, maybe they'd go twice because you had, you know, you had the, the, the guy who had some experience, then the, the rookie um, going would be the next one um, in line. And we did have Titus going to the Zambia trip was kind of the last then in line of going once. And, uh, you know, Lord willing, Titus will, will, will go again and maybe, you know, uh, be an influence of, of some, someone in, in our church that's his, his brother in the Lord. But, um, you know, that has been... That has been really key in our family as far as, as the direction of our family and molding our family. Um, you know, for the young people, their eye does affect their heart. And when they see things, they see the need of the world. They see the scope of, of things. They see so many. They see like Jesus, you know, all these people. And their heart is moved with compassion. People that don't have the same level of opportunity that we have, and, and even for access to the gospel and, and the access to God's word, and, uh, and, and seeing them fainting, as it were, and, and seeing them um, scattered and, and, and as sheep having no shepherd, right? That does something for you. And I know that we have needs here in America, too. That's not to say the one or the other. Um, but as, I would just challenge you to think about that. Think about that. If, if we just talk about missions, and then we just talk about, you know, people need to get saved, but we don't really have a plan or urgency about that, and something, some practical things that show that we're earnest about that. You know, kid, kids, they don't, they're not really going to get that excited about just talk, just theory. Uh, but when you put, you know, you put, you put some feet to it, and you put some live action to it, um, young people, they'll thrive on that, that sort of thing. If you give a young person if you give them something they can be a part of that's bigger than them and a challenge that, to, that they can roll their sleeves out and get into, they'll do it. They get, get more excited than we do at times uh, about that. I love the wings trips because inevitably on the wings trips, there's a lot of young people, a lot of teenagers. And, you know, it just encourages me because teenagers a lot of times today are being led into all kinds of foolishness. And they get excited about, you know, stuff that's just like, it's not worth anything. It's just flash in the pan. And so to see young people that'll take, they'll raise their money, you know, um, or they'll accept some gifts and try to work hard to invest in what has been given to them. But they'll go and take time to just go and work and to help people get the gospel that, that, that don't have as much opportunity as they that, That's great. That's really encouraging. And uh, that's one of the things I love about the Wings uh, uh, trips. So um, there's just a real practical, so some real practical thoughts about the Lord of the harvest. And 
letting the Lord of the harvest lead our families and being a part of the harvest field. And that's one of the things that will continue to be our goal as a church, is to be a place through which opportunities are given um, to work the harvest fields. We have the VBS. We have the fair, we have the fair uh, ministry. We'll have the, uh, the Christmas uh, ministry. We'll have missions conferences that will challenge us in different things. We'll have the opportunity for the uh, uh, mission trip, Lord willing, every year. Um, and then with that, with all those things, each one of us personally within our unique realm of influence work in the harvest field. Do you realize that none of us, I'll conclude with this thought, none of us have the exact same sphere of influence as another person. Everybody's realm of influence is unique to you and to I. It's for us to work that realm of influence. And, you know, the, the, we've had people come in through Friend Day and through inviting and the, through, they were part of your realm of influence. I, I didn't have any contact with, but you did. And as you showed the joy of the Lord and you showed your passion for Christ, you know, that, that reached into some people's lives and they were, they were drawn in. And uh, we have people in our church today because of that, that, that sort of activity. And uh, I often think of a guy named Lee Pelletier, who was a good friend of mine in Warren. And I didn't realize it when I, when I became friends with him there. He's always an encourager as well. And, and, uh, but he got saved through the testimony of a man in our church that was just a faithful witness. That he just looked at as a Christian who was serious about their Christianity. And... Uh, you know, that was, uh, when I found that out, I thought, wow, that's, that's really encouraging. That's really encouraging. So work your realm of influence, which is unique to you. That's your part of the harvest field that is not duplicated by any other one person. Um, and lead your families to have that vision as well by God's grace. Pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Because he's the one that has an even greater interest than you do and the, and, and, and the young people of our church uh, following the Lord of the harvest into whatever he wants them uh, to do. And uh, I trust that was encouraging uh, to you. And uh, we'll continue to, to, uh, to honor the Lord in these things. Dear Jesus.